Hey everybody, this is Posing Matrix. I'm Dave. There's Brian, Brian hey, over there. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, so folks, uh, here we are, uh, two Mondays in a row. Hey, I think I'm wow. becoming reformed. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, all kidding aside. Uh, we have kind of an interesting show tonight. I mean, we always do, I think, anyway. But um, we have, uh, we're going to be talking about the food shortages uh, that are going to keep getting worse and what you can do about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, certain things that have been trying to bring about more of a food shortage. And we'll, you'll, you'll hear about that in a minute. But um, also, we're going to be talking about an individual um, named Yuval Noah Harari. And, uh, he happens to be in the uh, court's jester uh, court. Uh, yes. Well, you know what I mean? In the court of. Um, <laughs> I'm OK, folks. I just woke up from a nap, right. so please. Excuse You're just me. jesting with us. Yeah. Klaus Schwab. That's what I'm thinking of. Not Les okay. Schwab. Klaus Schwab. And um, so, you know, he's uh, an advisor of uh, Klaus Schwab. So that's, you know, that's even makes him even more interesting. And the World Economic Forum is um, who uh, Klaus Schwab is all about or what Klaus Les Schwab is all about. Ah, I did it again. Klaus Schwab. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, and, you know, the, this is an up and coming uh, riser in uh, um, the world of uh, the New World Order, so to speak. So. Um, anyway, let's, let's say hi to Brian. Brian, how you doing? Having a good week oh, and stuff? Yeah, I'm good so far. It's, it's, good. Uh, what day is this today? Monday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Just trying to get through this crazy life, right, Dave? Oh, isn't so, that the truth? Yeah, getting, we're in the, we're in the middle of a re- <laughs> This is hilarious. We do this on the phone too, folks. We, uh, we, I know. Brian goes to talk and I go to talk and it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a chronic, uh, interruption, I guess, but, uh, on my part, cause I, I don't know, it's just weird. But, uh, anyway, uh, so we're, we're in, uh, the midst of a construction project here and I'm telling you, I've never been through, you know, you realize when you, when you get to be 63, you start to realize that you're 63 and you're not a young man anymore, you know? So, so Brian, these food shortages, uh, well, actually, you know, is there any, um, news that you know about Brian and new news? No, about the same, what we've been talking about. Um, there's been 20 different fires and explosions at food processing plants and, um, warehouses that store food over the United States in the last, what, few months. Yeah. Uh, I guess one particular one, a, a plane crashed into a food processing plant or, or they call them pantries, right. just big, huge warehouses. So, and so it's weird. It's like um, the last two years has been the pandemic and now that's going away. Now all of a sudden we're having food shortages. It mm-hmm. was oil and now it's food, food and right. oil. And now in Southern California, actually in California, it's, it's water. We're going into a really bad drought in Texas too. Um, yeah. I don't remember 70 or 80% of the state of California is in severe drought and it's going to get the percentage is going to go higher as the summer, you know, comes on us. So, right. But uh, there's some stuff I want to share about that. I won't go too much into it until we get into the show more, but um, a lot of it's man-made 
Uh-huh. You know, uh, just so people know, I mean, obviously, I live in Southern California, but before Southern California was Southern California, it was a desert. That's right. Yeah, there's Big Bear. Big Bear's about three hours away. There's mountains here, but we're in the valleys like L.A., Hermosa Beach, you know, you know, Long Beach, all these areas around here in this valley. It was a desert, maybe not like a desert desert, but it's dry. I mean, right. 10 to 12 inches is the average rainfall, if that. So uh-huh. it's not a lot of rain. So our water comes from the north. And um, there's just, it's the Democrats use anything they can to uh, bring laws in to control us. And this has been going on for years. Even when I was a kid here in California, I grew up here and then moved to Oregon and came back. The water situation in California has been political, to say the least, on the Democrat side. Mm-hmm. I remember in the deltas going through the Central Valley, you know, Stockton, Lodi, Sacramento, uh, they would ration the water going through the deltas and then the farmers couldn't water their crops. Right. But at the same time, L.A. and Long Beach and Beverly Hills got plenty of water. Water their lawns. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm not sure how much you want to get into it, but they are creating a food shortage on purpose. Right. On purpose. It just, mm-hmm. uh, like the war in Ukraine is no accident. It's not just Russia being the aggressor, which they are, but they're using this war like they did many other wars, including. World War One, World War Two, the Vietnam, the Korean War, um, you know, the first uh, Iraq War, the second Iraq War. All these wars are basically orchestrated by a government that oversees other governments. Right. And why are they doing this? Because they want to pass laws. They want to implement plans to change the governments. And this isn't a conspiracy anymore. This is actually on mainstream news now. On Fox talks about it. Tucker talks about it. This isn't conspiracy anymore, folks. This is really happening. And so uh, they're getting more and more blatant with that. And what they're doing now is they're going after our food supply. 20 or 30 fires in the last few months all of a sudden hit our food supply. And before that, Dave, you remember, it was China uh, – had the pandemic and they couldn't ship anything out. Now China's in lockdown again for a another round of COVID that's that nobody's hardly died from. Right. And, and it's, it's less it's less uh, um, contagious, less contagious, but less harmful than Omicron. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it's less than the common cold, but they shut the huge part of the country down. And Shanghai, who you've seen in the news, everybody. 22 or 25 million people in one city. That's just crazy to think about that. But they're yeah, it is. They're using that port that that's off Shanghai is right there is the largest shipping port in the world, and we have. They are they blocked it. They're shutting it down because they're afraid of Omicron or not Omicron, but this new variant, whatever it is, and so they're shutting it down. And so now we have another chain supply issue with with China. And then we have a, a, a supply with nobody's driving trucks. I see commercials all the time. You know, you can make a hundred grand a year now to drive a truck. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. begging for people. Uh, JB Hunt, one of the largest uh, deliverers in America, they advertise all the time down here. 
truck, right. truck companies. And so none of this is an accident. It's, it's, it's all orchestrated by a few people and they are getting blatant about it. They're like, they're totally, they're not even hiding it anymore, Dave. They're, right. they're not even hiding it. I mean, everything's kind of coming to a head. The UFO thing now is a big thing. We see them all the time. There's channels you can go to. It's like people have gotten de uh, desensitized about UFOs. Like, oh, another UFO, big deal. Well, it is right. a big deal. An extraterrestrial mm -hmm. or a interdimensional being flying a ship that's faster than, you know, anything that we have that can move at right angles at the speed of light, you know, whatever it is. You know, a little Irishizing there because I don't know if it's the speed of light. But um, mm -hmm. it's because... We are living in a time, folks, in my opinion, that a huge lie is being built upon brick by brick. And this right. lie has been going on for the last, state, it's to say 50 years. And the lie is that all these false flags, all these wars, all these things we've been to, which a lot of people did die in these. I'm not discounting that. 9-11 people died, but they're all being used to change world history and world opinion. And unless you know the facts, like my, our audience does, and mm -hmm. you know what's real and what's fake, and you get your information from good sources, you could be sucked into this, believing that the, the pandemic was real, that uh, like Ukraine I've talked about this with Dave off camera and uh, yeah, I think people are dying. Yeah. I think Russia is horrible and what they're doing, but I also think uh, Zelensky is no saint himself. Right. I've read reports where Ukrainian soldiers are doing some of these atrocities. Is it true? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I have people ask me, well, is it true or not? true? I, I can't tell you a hundred percent. All mm -hmm. I can tell you is all that's happening is supposed to happen. And who's allowing this to happen is God. He's, we are the chessboard and he is the chess master. And he's moving all the pawns and all the people of the world into positions of authority, taking some out of authority, putting others in authority to do whatever he wants because he's bringing in a kingdom. When's that kingdom going to come? I don't know, but I think it's sooner than later for sure. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. And so the food shortage that we're talking about is one of those aspects you make people sick and then make people believe that the government has a vaccine to cure you, you will give up your rights, no matter what it is, to take that vaccine and not die. Because what's the biggest the biggest motivator in somebody's life, uh, I think, is death. Right. People are scared to death of death. Uh -huh. Nobody wants to die. Now, believers like Dave and I, we're not afraid because we know where we're going. We know this is temporary. Right, Dave? Yeah, and Yeshua's 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 got our back, mm -hmm. and we're not going to go to hell. But people who don't have that assurance are scared of their health because they could die. And what was right. the biggest lie during the pandemic? You can die if you're not vaccinated. You are killing your friends. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the only way not to die is to take this vaccine. It was all fear mongering, all of it. And right. so now they've switched from medical and vaccines and pandemics to food. Right. You, you take enough of these plants out, 
whether they were intentional or not, you take 20, 30, or 50, or 100 of these processing plants away, you're going to have a food shortage made on purpose by humans, not by droughts. See, now they're trying to blame drought. There's a drought in California. There's a drought in Texas. Yeah, it hasn't rained a lot. I get it. But they're making it already starting to blame the food shortage on these droughts and the supply chain issues. The supply chain issues were caused by Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the vaccines and the mandates were caused by humans. I'm not going to go into who, who's to blame for that, but we all know who the, who the people are. Fauci's one of them. So that was done. Now you're going into food and now you're going into water. And just on the water issue, if I can go on here another minute, Dave. Sure. On the water issue in California, um, Gavin Newsom has passed laws and restricted harvesting of forests, um, protected certain fish and animals in rivers and streams and you know waterways because environmentalists have you know we want we don't want these 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 are endangered and we'll kill them if we build another dam or if we take too much water out of a certain lake or reservoir and so um and it's funny in the last few weeks he's talked more and more about water rationing and the thing is that's fine if you have to water ration, but we did get some rain this year. Yeah, we don't have what we had, but we got four or five inches in one one week just a few weeks ago. We only right. get 10 to 15 inches here average. Mm-hmm. And in the mountains, yeah, they got some snow. They don't have as much as they need. But I've been going up. I mean, I lived in the West Coast all my life, and I remember in the 70s when there was a drought, it was worse than this. It was a lot worse. Right. And we weren't shutting everything down. We weren't saying, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. We we just, they told us to conserve and we did, but they didn't put any laws on us. They didn't force us. So I guess what I'm saying here is the food shortage, the drought, the pandemic, the wars, the rumors of wars, it's uh-huh. one big theater. And what's, what's bad about this it affects us. It affects every day. You know, there's people out there that have a lot of money and it won't affect them very much. They have other, they have property in other parts of the country or the world. They can escape or they can take a hit financially and they'll be okay. They can buy everything they need. But a lot of us don't have that. You may not have a lot of money in your savings. You know, um, you're working just paycheck to paycheck. You're working your butt off all week. And then you come home and you hear about now there's a gas problem. Now there's a food shortage and thinking I got to get some, this food and that you're just stressed out um and I get the same way I think about it all the time because things are weird Dave I've never seen it like this in my whole life how bad it's getting how fast it's going it's extremely moving fast oh yeah well all I would say is this is a plan of a dark deep world government state planning things behind the scenes you know we think Obama is running the White House. I've heard that. I've read that, that he's running the White House behind the scenes. And he actually might be the next vice president or, or, or something like that, or Senate. I don't know what it was. but And he may be doing that. But I can tell you right now, he's taking orders from somebody. And nobody's running our country. You know who's running our country probably is China. Yeah. And who's, the thing is, somebody's running them. 
Who is it? Well, there's a person that's going to come on the scene named the Antichrist. And I think he's alive and well right now. And um, is he running things? I don't know. But somebody close to him is, and we're going to talk about that person, Dave. You can take that part if you want. Okay. Or, you know, add whatever yeah. you want to do. But it says in Revelation that there's going to be a time during the tribulation that it'll take basically a month or a year's wages to buy one meal. Right. And and you're thinking, wow, what would happen to do that? Well, food shortages and wars and pestilence. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen that kind of pestilence yet, even though people want to believe that the um, pandemic was that. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, but they are artificially making these things happen to change our laws. They want to get rid of the middle class. They want rich and poor, very poor, so much poor that you have to rely on the government to feed you. Right. If you rely on somebody to feed you, you're under their control 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people are doing that left and right and have no problem with it. And it's going to come back to bite them. You know, and it, I'm not talking about unemployment. I'm not talking about, you know, the other uh, things we have to support ourselves when we get older. I'm talking about being in your 20s and their government's paying you not to work. This started actually in the 70s or 80s where they were paying farmers subsidies not to grow corn. That's right. Not to grow things. Why would they do that? Because they want to they want to manipulate the market. They want to mm-hmm. I think that was a test back then to see if people would do it. They did it. Because money yeah. talks. So that's what's going on, and it's going to get worse because Jesus is about to return to the planet Earth. The Father is about to send him, and it's about to come back. I don't know the day or the time, but it sure looks like it. And it's it's coming soon. It's coming really, really, really soon. Um, I don't think Dave and I are going to see our 70s or 80s. I'd be surprised because imagine how bad it would be in another 15 years from now. Oh, if please. it's just bad now, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be crazy. So this is happening right before our eyes, and they're doing it on purpose to us. Um, we're still here, like I mentioned in other shows. I'm kind of a minor bird with this, but we're still here. We still have kind of free elections coming up. Maybe we can we can slow this down if God allows it. God may say, you know what, I want to slow it down. I think Trump was put in there to slow it down. It was going too fast. Right. Because God's timing is what he wants. God goes, no, 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 no. It's too soon. We're backing you guys up. You're out of control. So he did with Trump. So that can happen again. And if we these elections get turned around in November, it could put a big halt on, on this, what's going on. But even when you don't think things are going on, things are going on. In uh, several states right now, they're pushing vaccine laws. It hasn't been in the mainstream news very much, but I've been keeping a tab on it, Dave, is that they're passing laws to make it mandatory for everyone to get a vaccine, no exemptions, period, private or public sector. That's what they're looking at doing that in California and other places around the nation. And what bothers me about this, the the Republicans, some of them are going along with it. They're okay with it. It's it's. So 
saying all this is the Lord's about to return until he does. We have a lot of work to do. Our shows, other people's got um, all the other webcamers out there, the people that have these podcasts. My hat goes off to all of them because we're all doing a good work as much as we can to get the truth out. And there's people like Elon Musk. I think he bought Twitter today. And um, that's huge because he can control that platform and allow free speech. And free speech is a very powerful tool, folks, as you know, because if you can actually give your own opinions based on facts, it exposes the lies of the enemy and the darkness that's in our society as I speak. And the enemy does not like light because it exposes their deeds. It says that. Jesus said that himself. So um, that's a good thing. Is Elon Musk a Christian? I have no idea, but I think he's a good man. And what he's doing is very patriotic and very, I think it's awesome what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, God blesses his business and Twitter for it and uh, blesses other people who are helping him. So, but this food shortage um, is... All I can say is about this food shortage, Dave, is you need to, and this goes for me, and I've been doing this. You guys started need buying some food. Right. I mean, a lot of food. A lot of food, much as you can afford, because there's not much time left. I think just a few months, and the food shortage is going to be full-blown going by fall. So, and what I've read, and I could be wrong, and I'm not trying to say this to be, you know, you know, just make it sound so bad that, wow, 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 you know, like sensationalize it. It's because that's what I've been hearing them saying. The left, right. Obama, Biden, that things are going to get worse. I think it's going to make 19 to fall, the crash of the stock market in 29 look like like a picnic. Right. Um, and you can't depend on your stores to get food. And I think this is a time that if you probably a lot of you already have, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a year's supply of food. I want at least a year. And right. you need to have an escape plan out of the area you live. If you like, I live in a very dense populated county, LA County, but I live in a pretty nice area of it where it's not too bad, but we got to have a place to wait to get out. And, yeah. um, and you got to have food, you got to have water and folks, let your family know what you got, but don't tell anybody you don't have to tell. Don't tell your neighbors unless you really, really trust them. Because people will do crazy things when they're starving and thirsty. That's true. You know? So mm-hmm. go go ahead, Dave. I'm. Uh... <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I you, you said that. It reminds me of, um, and I, I don't live by Hollywood or what Hollywood says, but, you know, when, uh, back in the uh, 50s, there was a movie called War of the Worlds, and... Um, Really yeah, good movie that. too. The the new mm-hmm. one was kind of funky. It had Tom Cruise in it, which really ruined it. But um, <clears throat> it's uh, I remember the one guy coming up with a suitcase full of money and saying, "Here, I'll buy a ride. Get me a ride. Get me out of here." And the guy pushes him off the truck and he says, "Haven't you heard? Your money's not good anymore." You know, so yeah, yeah money money is inconsequential when you're um, when when society takes a dump like this. You know. Uh, Brian, one of the things that you touched on, and I'd like I'd like to touch on it also, mm-hmm. is uh, the authority of the CDC. <clears throat> we mm-hmm. were talking about power and how people lust after it. Um, but uh, recently, there's been a ruling by a federal judge in Florida that the mask mandates were illegal, 
and they, she put an end to him that day. Uh, well, the CDC had a cow about that. And um, now this is from NPR, okay? Okay. This is this is <laughs> communist newspaper and, and radio station here. But uh, they're talking about this, about how the judge had done this. And they're even citing the uh, the CDC and Justice Department disagree with the mask ruling and are proceeding with an appeal to see, in the CDC's assessment an order requiring masks for in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for public health. The agency said in a statement further, remember that word further, put two underlines mm-hmm. under it. CDC believes that this is a lawful order well within CDC's legal authority to protect public health. So they're claiming authority and they're claiming our freedom as a challenge to your authority. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, right. my freedom, your freedom, and the freedom of all our listeners and everybody else in this nation does not depend on the CDC. They were not here 270 years ago, however many years it was, uh, when, the, when the framers were making the Constitution. And back then, when people got sick, they got sick. If they died, they died. If they lived, they lived. You know, they, it was more pragmatic. People accepted that there was life and death. But, you know, with, uh, with science and uh, <clears throat> all the uh, advances we've made over the last 150, say, years, um, you know, people, hey, you know, death can be overcome. Death can be put back. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's going to happen eventually. And everybody better get ready for it. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah. And you mentioned um, how they wanted to get rid of the middle class. Well, there's a scripture that says the, ser- the um, borrower becomes servant to the lender. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what they want. They want us to become servants of the government. So they're going to try to eliminate. Well, there's many reasons why they're doing this, but they're trying to eliminate the middle class so that the only people that we can count on is the government. And then you start people start looking at the government like they're God. You know, mm-hmm. oh, the government's going to send my check. The government's going to give me food. The government's going to do this. They're going to do that. You know, they're going to. Uh, yeah, you name it. Um, so. OK, I heard a noise outside. I'm sorry. Um, but um, so anyway, <clears throat> and you mentioned um, getting food and stuff like that. There's a there's a bunch of things you can do, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing they're going to try to do is move us out of the country and move us uh, to the cities. And, you know, you can't it's harder to grow food in the cities, <laughs> you know, and if right. you're in apartments, apartments or housing, you know, your next door neighbor knows you're growing food. And the minute that you have a crop, they're going to be over there banging on your door mm-hmm. with pitchforks and pitchforks and uh, torches, you know. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's no good. So um, anyway, uh, what I've been looking into, Brian, now we, we started, we got some chickens, so we're going to have eggs. That's a good source of protein. Um, but what about vegetables? Well, you know, I was talking with the, the guy that's working on our house here, and, and I, we were talking about... Um, uh, GMO seeds and DM, GMO foods and how everything's GMO and everything. And, and you'd be surprised how many people are really in tune with that, you know? Um, and we got to talking about marijuana and how a lot of people that smoke dope will always say, yeah, well, I'm into healthy eating. I don't eat GMO foods. Yeah, but you smoke GMO marijuana. Okay. Um, there's a big, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Um, iron- irony right there, but, um, but uh, what they have out there, and you can look it up online, they call them heirloom seeds. Um, and for those who don't know how to spell it, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, seeds. And these are the seeds that come from natural plants, okay? 
they haven't been corrupted. They haven't been radiated. They haven't, you know, nothing's been done to them. It, it would be like uh, getting a tomato from 30 years ago and storing the seeds away before we, all the, all the junk started happening to the seeds and all the other um, food products and other things too, animals. Um, so you can get those and grow, grow um, some pretty good vegetables. Actually, my opinion is they tasted better back then. I don't know. Um, so we're in the process of buying those seeds. And if you have a little bit of land, even just a little bit, you can plant a garden. And if you're worried about growing in the winter, Brian pointed something out to me today. Um, build a greenhouse. Go get some, well, you can make it out of PVC, right, Brian, if you wanted to frame out of PVC and then cover it with plastic. You know, it'll last, the plastic will last the winter at least. And so you plant, you plant some vegetables. I I can't hear you, Brian. I think you're on mute. There. If Matt Damon can grow food on Mars, we can grow it. In- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Funny how Mars is coming into it tonight. We're the worlds and Matt Damon on Mars. It's the Martians. It is. It's a great movie. Yeah. But um, yeah. So one one of the things I wanted to bring up, Brian, and um, <clears throat> if you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, um, and it, I find it interesting that um, let's see, I think it was. Somebody had shot a video over in the Middle East, I think it was. And in that video, it almost looked like kept coming out of the clouds. Um, it, it was kind of opaque. It was hard to see. It was like a white horse. Okay. And another video I saw was above a volcano in Mexico. And I swear this figure looks like a black horse that's in the sky above this volcano. And wow. I have my own little theory about volcanoes, but, um, Anyway, I wanted wanted to read this real quick. Um, uh, it's talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I see it's a Encyclopedia Britannica. We got to give our sources. Um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse in Christianity is the four horsemen who, according to the Book of Revelation, appear with the opening of the first four of the seven seals that bring forth the cataclysm of the apocalypse. The first horseman, a conqueror with a bow and a crown, rides a white horse which scholars sometimes interpret as a symbol of the Christ or the Antichrist. The second horseman is given a great sword and rides a red horse, symbolizing war and bloodshed. The third carries a balanced scale, riding on a black horse, which symbolizes famine. And the fourth horseman rides on a pale horse, which is identified as death. Okay, so you got the white horse, which is the Antichrist. This is the first white horse. The second white horse is the good guy. Um, but um, so you have him coming. Right. And it, I think this ties in really well with Yuval Harari because um, mm-hmm. he's becoming popular now, too. Anyway, um, <clears throat> second is uh, is a red horse symbolizing war. Well, we go. We have wars and rumors of wars. We were just talk, talking tonight, Brian, right about how we don't know what's going on in Ukraine, who the good guy is, who the bad guy is. Yes, people are getting killed, which is a shame. And it's, you know, it's, it's sinful. But. At the same time, do the Russians have a valid claim for going in? Were there, mm-hmm. were there, you know, um, chemical weapon uh, factories there or biological um, laboratories there that they felt threatened by? And there's good evidence for that. But at the same time, you know, are the Russians the bad guys because they're attacking and they're, they're, um, you know, they're, they're supposedly committing atrocities, but that happens in every war. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're bombing civilians. Well, what did the Allies do in World War II? They they 
they destroyed Cologne, Germany in a, in a firestorm, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm sure that yeah. killed a lot of people, <clears throat> but, um, anyway, so there, there seems to be some correlation with these horsemen of the apocalypse and what's happening today. And, uh, I haven't really seen, um, uh, we're going, we're going from the war to the famine. I guess, yeah, it, it's a perfect correlation and, and it ends up with death, of course. Um, and mm -hmm. what happens when you don't have food to eat and there's war around people die like crazy. And I'm not trying to make light of it. You know, death mm -hmm. isn't a terrible thing, especially those who are perishing, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, but at the same time, it's, it's a natural process in life and it's something you have to get ready for and be prepared for because it's a certainty that and taxes are certainties. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was right when he said, that. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, you were talking about the list and I'd, I'd like to, of, um, let's see the list of the different places that have, uh, been burned down and I'd like to run through it real quick. Okay. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Uh, there's 16 on this list. I know there's 20, but, uh, they, they picked 16 of the 20. Uh, number one was in Salinas, California. And it's down South of the Bay area, kind of like down by Monterey. It says, as the smoke settles near Taylor Farms, questions remained, the future of the business, and roughly 1,000 people employed about the Abbott Street facility. There is little to nothing left of the processing facility due to fire and smoke damages caused by Wednesday's, Wednesday night's blaze, according to Deputy Fire Chief Sam Klimek. About 85 to 95% of the, percent of the building is a total loss. Wow. Okay. The second one is in Hermiston, Oregon. Multiple workers huh. are hospital. Yeah, over in the east east side of the state. Um, multiple workers are hospitalized following an explosion at the food processing facility. It has nearby residents on alert for possible evacuation. The explosion occurred Tuesday evening at Shearer's Foods in Hermiston, a city in our agriculture-rich east, eastern Oregon. Um, no deaths have been reported from the blast, but the extent of the damage to the plant and its future was not clear. City officials are concerned uh, what the fire could mean to the community and local economy. So not only is it destroying all the food, it's put everybody out of work in all these places, actually. Uh, Conway, New Hampshire, neighbors banded together to support um, crews as they battled fire in Conway about 16 hours Monday night. More than 12, wow. depart 12 departments and agencies worked together to put out the fire at um, East Conway Beef and Pork. That's a 12-alarm fire. That's huge. I've never heard, aside from maybe the World Trade Center, I've never heard of that before. Um, San Juan, Texas. On, and this is interesting because it's almost making a ring around the country. Um, uh, on, on March 31st, 2022, a structure fire significantly damaged a large portion of the large fresh onion packing facilities in South Texas. That's a bummer because I like onions on everything. Um, mm -hmm. Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, the situation at our Jonesboro, Jonesboro factory is under control, and we are looking into the cause of the fire, a Nestle spokesman said. Thankfully, no employees were injured and are all are safe. Uh, we appreciate the quick response of the Jonesboro Fire Department and emergency response teams. The factory will remain closed as we assess the damage and return the factory to full operation. We plan to continue to support our, our employees financially. And it says that Nestle opened the plant in 2002. In December of 2020, the company unveiled plans to invest more than $100 million to expand the frozen foods plant, uh, in, including an additional 90,000 square feet and a new production line for Hot Pockets frozen. They burned down Hot Pockets. Oh, that's not good. 
frozen sandwiches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in addition to Hot Pockets, Nestle makes products for under Stouffer's, uh, Lean Cuisine, DiGiorno, Tombstone, Sweet Earth brands at the at the plant. I'm not much into uh, prepackaged food anymore, so <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I am a little insensitive. Um, Boston, Wisconsin. It's M-A-U-S, not not like Boston. Um, a portion of Boston's Wisconsin's uh, river meats burnt down during an overnight fire, February 2nd and 3rd, which caused the fire is still under investigation. The old portion of the plant is a total loss, Wisconsin River Meats said in a Facebook post about the fire. Okay, I'm kind of encapsulating here because I don't want to be reading all night. Uh, Fayetteville, Illinois, operating from what the company officials referred to as a command center at Deli Star Corporation St. Louis Innovation Center, the Siegel family-led operations and executive team have spent the week scrambling to fulfill customers' orders and work with local officials investigating the January 11th fire that destroyed its 75,000 square foot processing plants. Now these aren't small buildings, Brian. You know, no. 75,000 square feet is a big building. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Belfast, Maine. Fire crews from several towns have been battling a fire at the Penobscot McCrum Potato Processing <clears throat> Plant in Belfast. Crews were called to the scene at 28 Pierce Street around 3.30 a.m. And notice how they're all happening early in the morning, too. Mm-hmm. And that's when the lasers can go off and nobody will see them. Uh, okay, Leoti, uh, Kansas, or Leotai, I don't know how you pronounce that. A fire at a fertilizer company in western Kansas prompted evacuations Tuesday afternoon because hazardous materials involved, officials said. The Ford County Regional Hazardous Materials Team deployed in Leote for a fire and was fighting the blaze and removing hazardous materials, Wichita County Clerk Linda Goodrich said. Number 10, we're getting there. Claypool, Indiana. Lewis Dreyfus Company, LDC, said on Wednesday a fire had broken out in, in a bag house in its Claypool, Indiana soybean processing and biodiesel plant on Tuesday and affected systems have been suspe- uh, suspended. No employees were injured, and fire was put out at 9.15. Um, let's see. La, la, la. Okay, I can skip to the next part. Uh, Winston-Salem, Carolina. Or, excuse me, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, they forgot to put the north in there. That's weird. Um, an uncontrolled fire at a fertilizer plant, another fertilizer plant. Now, that just doesn't affect that area. It affects nationwide, these fertilizer mm-hmm. plants, because you can't grow good crops if you don't have fertilizer. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll go ahead and skip the rest of that. Sunnyside, Washington, a smoldering fire of sulfur quickly became a raging chemical fire just after 1 p.m. when uh, at Nutrien Ag Solutions. Um, let's see, the fire destroyed one storage building on the southeast corner of the fertilizer storage facility in the port of Sunnyside and damaged others, but adjacent Nutrien building and storage tanks containing hazardous chemicals were spared. Thank you, Lord. Uh, number 13 out of 16, Lecompte, Louisiana. Fire started at a Cargill Neutrina th- feed mill in uh, La Compete, I guess is how it's said, uh, pronounced, Louisiana, in the early hours of Thursday morning, burning for more than 12 hours. Uh, coverage by local television news station KLB said an explosion reportedly occurred as firefighters were working on the scene. 
two more maricopa arizona and a long road to recover it's a long road to recovery for maricopa food pantry after a fire destroyed around fifty thousand pounds of food the fire happened in just 15 minutes after their after their food bank closed on monday morning smoke is still coming from the rubble 24 hours later it had to be 40 to 50 feet in the air just pure black smoke it engulfed the entire neighborhood said Mar- uh, maricopa county Pantry hmm. president mike Conley. And, Two more, and we're done. Um, do for, do for uh, Oregon. Another one in Oregon. Um, the headquarters for Azure Standard, the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food, was destroyed by fire. See, I could believe this. They didn't want us to eat healthy. Uh, there were no injuries. The cause of the fire is unknown and under investigation. The loss of the facility and the impact of the company operations is being assessed. Expected to be limited and temporary. Okay, and the last one, Plainfield, Indiana. That's two for Indiana now, too. Yeah. Uh, investigators from the ATF National Response Team began its on-scene investigation on Friday into a massive fire at a Walmart facility in Plainfield. The teams, led by Supervisor um, Supervisor Christopher Forkner, is working with the Plainfield Fire Territory, uh, Indiana State Fire Marshal's Office. Boy, that's a long moniker and the Plainfield Police Department, according to the press release, ATF special agents from the Indianapolis offices of Columbus Field Division are will also be assisting. To call ATF in, that's it. That's that's a suspect to me. You know, alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. What are they? Did they think it got blown up or something? That's bizarre. Okay. Anyway, that's 16 out of the supposed 20 that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's these are big places. They're not, you know, it's not like you're a store down the corner that, you know, sells health food or something like that. It's these are places that uh, supply major, um, uh, you know, like supply major stores, major chains and stuff like that. So but it's kind of an harbinger. You know, you mentioned, Brian, that um, mm-hmm. they, these these things have been foretold, so to speak, by the elites. Well, there's such a thing as a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, <laughs> you know, and I think yeah. that what they do with this is they throw this in our face. You know, yep. this is what's going to happen. Then they do it and say, see what we did, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's pretty, it's not scary to me anyway, but um, it, it could be scary to, to a lot of people. And um, it's just, it's almost like an in your face, like you better capitulate and, and bow down to us or, you know, your house might be next. You know, mm-hmm. and and when we saw those fires down in what was it California and Santa Rosa, and the other one was in um, Paradise, and and there were others too down there. Um, you know, you, you had reports of lasers coming from the sky and starting these fires, mm-hmm. these uh, blue and green lasers. You know, and um, who's who's to say that that hasn't happened? I mean, for explosions to happen like that, you know, for the first three months of the year. You know, that's, that's, that's suspicious. It really is, you know, and mm-hmm. go ahead, Brian. No, no, go ahead. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Um, I got to get, I'm reading from an article, so I can't see. Okay, there we go. Um, so it's, it's, it's suspicious and it's almost fun. You know, what cracks me up, Brian, these people are the first one to deny God and denied the Bible, but they're the first one that follows this script, <laughs> you know? The, the yeah. revelation passage, you know, uh-huh. they're actually following it. So, I know. you know, they are. Yahweh, Yahweh knew, 
you know, before the foundation of the earth that these people were going to do this. And he wrote it down and they're doing it. So did they get the idea on their own or did they get it from scripture? Maybe the, maybe Satan got it from scripture and he's just, mm-hmm. which is kind of foolhardy too, because then Satan is fulfilling God's prophecies, <laughs> you know, know. God, the God that he opposes, he's actually doing his plan. Yeah. You know, how, how creepy and stupid is that? You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's basically nuts <laughs> for lack of better words, but, it, um, it's not surprising. I mean, it's just, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, I knew you had some input there. Um, no, no, go ahead. You finish up. I got it. Okay. Well, this is what the interesting thing is. Yeah. Before we get off this subject, we'll do that. Um, but, uh, this is all, um, kind of, it's neat how this is interwining and one subject is going to go right into another one. Um, you know, the Lord couldn't have planned it better. Um, so. Anyway, this is kind of leading to the revelation, maybe, okay, now, of the Antichrist. Now, you know, when I was a new Christian, we used to do things, uh, you know, used to count up the person's letters and his names, and if it equals 666, like Henry Kissinger, right, I think I it was that. 666, the word yeah. computer was 666, and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And I think that if God was, or Yahweh was going to do something in that vein, he would use Hebrew letters or Hebrew figures and values, you know, transliteration, and then use those letters. But, uh, and that's kind of was borne out because those things that were predicted by using that method just didn't work. Um, so, um, so we used to do that when we were younger. And so, you know, after a while, you know, so many people were playing, uh, who's the Antichrist, you know, looking for him under every nutshell on a table that after a while you kind of lose interest. And, and, and scripturally it makes sense because it says that he won't be revealed and <clears throat> until it's his time to be revealed, you know, mm-hmm. now if what's going on in the world is fulfilling the beginning of revelation, we're actually, it's not the beginning of revelation, but the beginning of the revelation because i think that that book goes it goes to a certain point and it starts over again it goes to a certain point starts over you know all the way to the end and um so you could have two things going on simultaneously that's my thought anyway but um so if if this thing is happening with the horsemen and the antichrist is in the horsemen and then this yuval guy shows up and he's fulfilling a lot of the uh, saying a lot of things, talking blasphemy and stuff like that, uh, which mm-hmm. is something that the Antichrist is definitely supposed to do against the Most High, says in Daniel. Um, <clears throat> but um, then maybe this maybe this has some merit. Not saying definitely, but maybe. He's a person that I would watch very, very carefully. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Brian, I'm done. Go ahead and... No, no, I, I'm just, I'm making mental notes of everything. And... Um... He said, yeah, you sparked a lot of stuff that I need to talk about. Um, I want to just real quick, then I'll head to the Antichrist again, but I want to go back to uh, the food shortage because Uh um, anyway, here's an article from the Zero Hedge, and it's Gavin Newsom about the water shortage in California. And so just just a little note here. So what's the big deal about California? Well, we produce, I don't know what it is, but a third to a half of all the produce for the nation is produced in the state of California. Right. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. We're the number one producer of fruit and vegetables in the world. So um, 
if and like you like you mentioned the 16 different uh warehouses and food processing centers that got fire you know fire explosions mm-hmm. it's weird because last year none of that kind of stuff happened but this year it did right and, i mean tell me when the last time 20 different food processing plants in three months burned up and got exploded right i, I can't tell you when that happened I'm not uh-huh. saying it does that these plants don't have fires, but 20 of them in three months. Right. Huh. That's weird. So here's an article. I'm going to read this. Um, I can see here. Oh, I'll go the other way. California Governor Gavin Newsom this week claimed he was taking major actions to address the drought affecting California in the West. Uh, let's see here. There it goes. Yeah, more than 90% of California is in a severe drought. Wow, it's more than I thought. Up from 65% just one year ago. He said he had created an agreement that was a win-win-win for residents, farmers, and conservationists. In truth, Newsom is starving California of both water and energy. We are in the worst energy crisis in 50 years, and yet Newsom is planning to shut down the largest single source of energy in California, the Diablo Canyon Nuclear Power Plant. Meanwhile, he has failed to build a single new large water project, despite the fact that California voters in 2014 passed $2.7 billion water bond to pay for them. Can't water conservation save us? It can't. Newsom declared a drought emergency last year and urged residents to reduce our water use by 15%. We only did so by 6%. It's true that mandatory restrictions between June of 2015 and 2016 of April reduced water use by 25%, but the state was ultimately rescued in 2017 by a large atmospheric river, not conservationists. So, he not, he's not building any more dams, and he's taking down a power, nuclear power plant. Let's talk about nuclear power plants. I used to think they were evil. They're not. They're one of the cleanest sources of power we have on the earth. And uh, they're pretty safe. And uh, we've had a couple accidents over the years, but it hasn't really affected us. You know, they got containment. You know, they, Chernobyl's the most famous one, obviously. But we don't really know what happened there because it's in, it's in Ukraine. It's uh, by Russia. We don't know what really happened there. But Russia was willing to go in there and take it. And if it was full of radioactivity, why would they go in there? Mm-hmm. Because radioactivity is not like um, it lasts for decades, hundreds of years. So if it was that bad when it went in 1990, I think, when it blew up, why in the world would the Russian army want to take it back. It, it's not like that stuff wears off overnight. It takes centuries for that radiation supposedly to wear off. So nuclear energy is not as bad as you think. It's just been given a bad name. Mm-hmm. And here we're in the middle of a drought here, soaring gas prices, and he's shutting one of our largest nuclear power plants down, Diablo Canyon. And in 2014, they passed the bill, $2.7 billion dollars, to build some water projects and dams to help us with our, our energy. Nothing's been built since 2014. Where'd the money go? Right. And why Why would he put before the voters, we're going to do this and not do it? Why? I'll tell you why. Because they want to starve us out. They want to bankrupt us. They don't want us to own homes. They don't want us to go to church. 
They don't want us to even be healthy. They want us sick. Do they want us all dead? No, but they want a lot of us dead. But they want mm-hmm. some left because they have to have some slaves to do yeah. their bidding. That's and, right. And I don't mean to be personal here attacking anybody, but when I see somebody wearing a mask, a double mask, in their car by themselves with the windows up, that's a person that's afraid and is a follower. That's a person I can tell you is going to jump off a cliff if the government tells them to do it. That's right. And I'm telling you, you got to think for yourself. Don't be – the only thing we should be afraid of is God himself. Right. Use common sense. You know, you don't put your hand in fire and not get burned, right? So take care of your body. Take care of your finances. Be smart. Get some food. But don't be afraid. That's right. what they want. The government works on fear. It's all about fear. And I just read this article from Gavin Newsom. He's literally going to starve us to death here. He's right. taken the water away. There's no, been no water, uh, new dams built. Nothing's been done since, what's that, eight years? You know, mm-hmm. and what do you, and oh, and about the forest fires here, Dave, you mentioned the fires down in California. You know why there's so many fires? It's not global warming. They're not clearing it's, the forest out. <laughs> it's not clearing the forest because the, the, I don't know what you want to call them, the controversial, I can't remember, what's the word? Um, oh, yeah, environmentalists. Environmentalists, excuse me, folks. Yeah. I'm a little tired. The environmentalists have used their lobbying power in the state and federal governments to pass laws, ordinances, and all these communities. I used to be on the planning commission up in Oregon in a small town. We're not too far from where Dave's at. And I remember back then, they were talking about a project called 2030 or 2035. Wow. And uh, they, they, they brought it before our board, and it was to redesign and redistrict our borders of our, of our city. And they wanted certain things done. You couldn't build this in this one part. It wasn't even left. They were trying to take our power as a city away from us about how we want to zone our own city. Mm-hmm. And I I, uh, I was on that board for three years. I stepped off of it, and that's been decades ago now. But I see their plan now. They want to control farmers. They want to control people in rural areas. They want to make everybody, like Dave mentioned, live in cities. Why do you want to live in a city? Because you're easier to control. Yeah. Look, look at Shanghai, Dave. Um, 25 million people in a city. And most of it's apartments, some houses, but a lot of it's apartments. They just put a couple of guards out front, and you can lock the whole building down. You can't get that, it out. That should be a harbinger right there. I know, <laughs> totally. So, yeah. folks, if you're in a large city, and it's a, especially a blue city, I'd get the heck out of Dodge. At least get out in the country if you can afford it. Or right. go to another state you can't afford to live that's blue, mm-hmm. at least for now. I mean, red, excuse me, at least for now. Right. Because I got a feeling even the red states are going to be going blue. And I don't mean because Republicans aren't going to win. It's because the Republicans are going to bail on us eventually. Right. And these red states aren't going to be red. They're, they're going to backstab us. Uh, I'm not talking maybe about Florida but and Texas, but folks, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust no one. Take That's care right. of yourself. That's right. And so, um, so you have Gavin Newsom passing these laws here not building any more dams, reservoirs, getting one of our largest electric producers and plants off the grid, but no plan to do anything. <laughs> it's just all oh, the fires. Now remember, uh, the environmentalists passed laws through our state here 
to not do uh, no more clear cutting of forest, no more, um, they restricted the thinning of forest. They restrict um, of like there's PG&E Pacific, uh, was it Pacific Gas mm-hmm. Electric Company of California. We, we, used, to call it, we used to call it oh. Pacific Graphene Extortion. <laughs> <laughs> they had more fires under their business of their utility company in California than any other company in California. I don't remember the exact, I don't want to Irishize here. No, nothing in of the Irish here, but uh, my wife's Irish. But um, I think overall, over the last so many years, it's been almost a billion dollars in damage caused by fires from them. And why is that so? They have these huge towers that are 150, 200 feet high carrying their electrical lines and environmental aren't allowing them to clear cut underneath them or pg needs just not doing it. So you have, you have these forests that now are overgrown with vegetation. Another reason, and they don't talk about this, they, they talk about it, but that cattle are bad for the environment. Yeah. Cattle are bad for the environment. I grew up on a cattle ranch. I know all about cattle mm-hmm. and they've been, God creating them from the beginning. They've been around for a long time. God gave them to us, to eat. That's what we eat. That's what we protein. And it's not, they're not bad. Meat's not bad. It's not bad. And the world is making it bad. They don't want us to eat meat. Why? Because they're saying cattle pollute the air with their, you know, what's their it called? Methane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what the cattle do on these ranches is they, they eat all the underbrush. They eat all the grass. They, they, you know, these like Montana and Colorado and Texas, see, they have these massive cattle ranches. And you take the cattle off the property and things just go wild. Right. They just go wild. They grow and grow and grow and grow. And I was a volunteer firefighter for 13 or 15 years in Oregon. And they're called ladder fuels. So you have a large tree that's say 60 feet high and you got grass. It's up against the tree. That's a ladder fuel. It allows the, the flames to get up into the, the, the branches of the tree. And so you don't have cattle eating all this grass down and all this underbrush, and you're not clearing it. You're not managing your forest. It just takes a lightning strike, and you have a massive 100,000-acre fire. Why do you think there's been so many fires that are so big in the last few years? They're right. blaming it on global warming. No, it's called bad management of forests. If they would manage these forests like they're supposed to, the number the the number of fires that are huge would be cut down by at least fifty percent, in my opinion. Right. And then there's another factor. So you have them letting the forests go in these huge fires, and then you have people setting these fires mm-hmm. on purpose. And I don't mean just arsons. Now this is this is Brian's conspiracy, Dave. This is just okay. me. And go for for it. the audience to know, I have no facts to back this up. But there was a fire in Southern Oregon, I think it was last year in Medford, Oregon, and it burned part of Medford, which is 100,000 people, by the way, and a little town of Phoenix, and I can't remember the other town, uh, along Highway 99, just south of Medford. And it basically destroyed these little towns. It just, and, it, and the fire happened to start on a really windy day, like really windy, hot, dry day. Uh-huh. And I can't back this up with any proof, but I, I've heard that there was an individual 
setting these fires along I-5 because the right. fires started close to I-5 because these towns butt up against I-5. Uh -huh. And there was an individual who supposedly was lighting these fires. They supposedly caught him. And I, I don't want to say too much because I don't have all the facts. I'm not sure this is true, but I, I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. And he got caught. And the chief of these departments, I think, had something to do to help catch this person. And, and when it first came out, they caught the person, but then nothing happened. Right. But they never talked about this person again. Um, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Now, this is another conspiracy. I think there are many, many, it is not a conspiracy. It's actually true because I, Tucker's talked about this. There are many hundreds, if not thousands of terrorist cells in America, folks, right now. They're probably living right next door to you. I don't want to freak you out, but all these open borders and the open borders have been open even during Trump's time. They weren't 100% shut. Right. He was trying, but they, we've had open borders for decades. And, right. and there are hundreds of probably thousands of groups of men and women ready to attack our country when the time is right from the inside. They want to create chaos and fear and make us just run for the hills. And these are people with families that look totally normal, that are just look like clean cut. Or the teenager next door has got a parent, a couple of parents, and he looks normal. And I'm not saying all everybody's a terrorist, but they are here, hundred percent. Right. I think what happened that last year, I think it was last year. I think some of these people lit some of these fires. Mm -hmm. There were too many fires in strategic areas going off at the same time. The one in that you mentioned in Northern California, Dave, which was it? Blue it River. Destroyed the whole, it destroyed the town. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. It completely wiped that town out. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm 63 and I've seen over my lifetime, like you, Dave, you, we've seen some pretty major fires. The Yellowstone had a fire and this, but usually the fires would, you know, burn a few homes here and there. Every mm -hmm. time there's a fire now, hundreds of homes are burned. Right. Hundreds. And mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Is it because it's because of bad forest management? And it's because I believe they have these people going out there setting these fires in rural areas. Cause see, Southern Oregon is a red county and it is a lot of Christians live down there. Over 50% of the people down there claim to know Yeshua in their heart. The, the last I heard that was a few years ago. So you have a large majority of good people down there, all good people. And conservative county. And what is the government trying to do, Dave? Attack the middle class. They don't want us living in homes. They don't want us growing food. They want us to have electric cars. They don't want us to have gas cars anymore. They raise the fuel price. They take our food away. They make us sick. Right. And then they burn our homes down. I don't think mm -hmm. it's an accident. I'm right. just going on the limb here. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the fires, some of them are, are electrical storms, like Dave said, mentioned lasers. But I think a lot of them are set by some of these cells. It doesn't take much. On a windy day, take a few flares, throw them on the side of the road. The wind's blowing into the forest. There you go. 
you know, right. a, a fire doubles every two minutes, and that's if the wind's kind of calm. If the wind's blowing at 60 miles an hour, that little campfire has already burned three or four acres or five or ten before the fire department even shows up. Right. And it could be up into the big trees and you're, you're screwed. Excuse me, but you are. Yeah. So this food shortage is BS. Just it's Portuguese. I'm going to go Portuguese. It's BS. I'm Portuguese. Uh-huh. And everything that's happened in the last few years is BS. The mm-hmm. pandemic, it's the biggest lie. Yeah, people got sick, but more people are getting sick and dying from the vaccine than they ever got sick from the uh you know, the actual disease and they plan that. Or the flu on a normal year. Or the flu. There, there was yeah. a, there was a, there was a coronavirus, but they knew uh-huh. it wasn't that deadly. They right. knew they, but they could use it as a cover to make the vaccines, which would kill you. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, but Trump fell for it. He got duped. Yeah, yeah he did. He got duped and he still won't admit it. Yeah. He I knows know. the facts. And that's mm-hmm. what bothers me about Trump. I love Trump. I think he was a great president, but I'm thinking, DeSantis might be the guy that needs to be in there, not Trump. Trump's right. had his time. And mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be great, but he put us through two years of hell. That was his fault. That wasn't Fauci's fault. Trump right. could have fired Fauci. Trump could have done a lot more. He let us suffer. Right. And and he didn't fight back with the with the election fraud. He just let it go. Right. He didn't push it. And so um it's just, it's, our country's being attacked in every way. The only way it's not being attacked right now is by a physical army. And that's coming, but not for a little while, but that's coming. But the way to stop this folks, and I'm giving a lot of, we're talking a lot of stuff that's hard to hear because it's hard to watch the country you grew up in just go down the tubes like this. Mm-hmm. We got to vote and get these people out. That'll buy us some time. And we need to repent. And that goes for yours truly, whatever it is. We need to say, Lord, I I need help in this area. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling there. Um, Whatever it is, we all have our, we all have stuff. Everyone listening and seeing me has stuff. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And if you say you don't have stuff, you got stuff because you're lying. Yeah. So right there. So because we're human, we're all human and we, we're flawed. But Yeshua, uh, Jesus, he he sees through our flaws and loves us anyway. Right. And that's the only way we can buy time for our country and for our own selves is to repent. If you need to repent, turn around, go the other way. Um, and lead your neighbors to the Lord and spread the gospel. And you don't have to be an evangelist. The best way to spread a gospel is spread the gospel that I found is to live the gospel. Exactly. And what I mean by that, I'll just make it practical, Dave, for everybody. And a lot of people know this. You probably think to yourself, Man, if people knew who I really was, or I blew this, and I did that, and I did this, and I did that. Romans says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you know Yeshua tonight in your heart, the Lord's not condemning you. If you're in sin, he's convicting you, but he's not condemning you. He's just asking you to repent and stop it. Right. But he's not putting you down. 
So if he's not condemning you, then you're condemning yourself. And we give a lot of credence to the enemy, to the devil, which he does a lot of havoc. Got that. Or we blame other family members or the way we grew up. Or our mom and dad did this to us and that horrible things to us when we were growing up. I understand that. I'm not a counselor. All I can tell you is what oh, I think God could use it. Give it to him. Let go of the anger. Let go of the bitterness. And move forward. Yeah. If you're not moving forward as a Christian and you're stuck, you're moving backwards. Because God's still moving forward. Mm-hmm. And And the only way to get through these times is... And to know what's really true and what's not a lie is to talk to him as much as you can, be with him, read the word, get in church, and just be real. Just be real. Quit, don't be a fake Christian. Just be real. You're having a bad day? Tell God you're having a bad day. Tell him you're doubting. Get mad. I know people, I've gotten angry and yelled at God before. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Yeah. You know, and it, it's yeah. like, you're not going to offend him. It's not going to walk away all hurt. Oh, man, you hurt yeah. my feelings. He's not going to do that. He's God. He knows who we are. And with all the stuff being bombarded on us right now, every day, with the news and our economy and the wars, it's overwhelming, Dave, sometimes. Right. It's a lot of info. And there's so much other stuff happening we don't even have time to talk about. But I just want to tell the audience is just, If you know the Lord in your heart, he has a plan for us. And Jeremiah 29, 11. Dave, can you look that up really quick? uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah, sure enough. I I have it here, but I don't want to take the time to do it. So God is talking to Israel in this passage, but it's for us too. It's a very famous passage. Most of you already know it. I think it's 29, 11. Yeah, 12 and 13. Uh, can you read it? Would that be okay? Um, yeah, I've got 11. Okay, hold on. A I've got 11 now. Uh, let me. Um, it might be 10, but it's, I know the plans no, I, I have. I know, for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Let, mm-hmm. let me. Um, give me a momentito. <laughs> okay, no worries. No worries. <laughs> okay, I just got to get into the right program. What is it again? Jeremiah. 29, I think 11. I'll just put in 29. That gets me to the whole chapter. Yeah. Scroll down. Yeah, I'll read it for you too if you want. Thank you. Um, Yeah. For I know the plans that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to to give you an expected end. Then shall you call unto me, and you shall go and pray and hearken unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Ooh, it gets better too. <laughs> um, one more verse. Yeah, and, yeah. I will be, and I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place that which I have caused you to be carried away captive. Because you said... The Lord has raised us up, prophets from Babylon. Okay. Anyway, that, that should never. No, that's possible. beautiful. So, yeah. I guess my point with the verse, Dave, is, and I know it's a very famous verse. A lot of people know it. He knows the plans He has for us, but we may not know the plan because we're right. in the middle of a war and a, and a storm, 
but he knows the plan. So it says in the epistles that in the last days, be sober-minded, sober in spirit, to, mm -hmm. so you will know what the will of God is. Sober-minded means your thoughts are in line with his. It means that you're, you're, you're not all distracted in your thoughts. Right. Sober in spirit. When you're sober-minded, your spirit's going to be calmer. You're going to be able to think better and more clear. Mm -hmm. And the last two years, especially with the pandemic and now this war and food, our thoughts and our spirit is all over the place because of fear, anxiety, worry, lost your job. And I get all that. But I guess what I'm saying to everybody here is there is a person that is more powerful and mighty than any person's ever it will be, and that's God. And you belong to him. And it says when you call out to him, and it's another another in the New American Standard, it says when you call out and search for him as though silver or gold or treasure, he will be found by you. So if somebody told you, Dave, or, or somebody said, there's a million dollars in gold in this backyard or in this property, and they give you a map, but you have to go look for it. You're going to be out there. You're going to do, you're going to bring everything you can with you and you're going to, you're going to tear that property up until you find it. That's right. And you'll be exhausted, but you don't care. That's how he wants us to search, search for him. He wants a relationship is what he wants. And right. very soon, all this we're talking about is going to be over. We're all going to be in heaven. And uh, God has a new future for our new heavens, a new earth ready to go. He's going to make for us. And that's what's coming. And it's not, I, I don't know the day, and we I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. But from what I see, it's really close by the world events that's going on. And everybody who follows Bible prophecy, who knows eschatology, who knows this stuff, knows what I'm saying is true. Mm -hmm. Even people who don't know the Lord, who don't know God at all, know something's coming. Right. Something's coming. And for sure, 100%, a new world order is coming. There is a, there is a new dark, deep state, a dark state that is coming very soon. Very, 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 very soon. And, but the good news is that God has the final word and he will set up his kingdom. And right. I think Psalms two or three says, I will put my king on his throne. I will put my right. son there. He will rule, you know, and the nations are about a drop in the bucket and God laughs and mocks them. Yeah. And, and, and in his presence, they just perish. This is the, the, the oceans are about a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. He measures the heavens by the span of his hand. So the good news is we're on the right team. If you know him in your heart, if you don't, just say, God, go, go look John 3.16, 3.17, actually, too, and read it. And God so loved the world, he gave his son. It's a very famous verse. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Because everybody's going to live forever. It just depends where you're going to live. Either live in hell or you're going to live in heaven. Where do you want to be? And we're in the precursor to uh, – we're, we're in the final – uh, curtain 
if you want to call it, of, of, of humanity. Right. We're at the end, we're at really close, some, we're close to the very end of this. It may be tonight, it may be next week, I don't know, but it's coming yeah. really soon. That's right. That's right. I couldn't agree more. So we have to be prepared. Yeah. Um, the Bible talks about, well, actually, Yeshua talked about um, a wedding feast and uh, mm-hmm. how there were 10, was it 10 and 10 virgins or? And they're split in five. I can't remember. But half the virgins, because at that time the virgins would wait and um, and be part of the ceremony where they would lead somebody into the wedding. And um, so what happened was five of them had oil in their lamps and five didn't. And because uh, the five, I guess, assumed, hey, I'll do it anytime I want to. You know, he's not going to come for a long time, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, they hear the wedding. Uh, the cry, person cries out, "The bride, the groom's here! The groom's here!" And you should study the Hebrew wedding from in ancient times. It was very interesting. And yeah, very, it is, it, and it parallels with uh, the ministry of Yeshua and the church, actually. But um, so you know, the five couldn't go in because they didn't have enough oil for their lamps, and um, so but the five that did go in got to go to the feast and everything else. Um, and we're going to get to go to a feast when we get there, uh, the wedding, the wedding feast of the lamb. And, um, so anyway, that's, it's very important. And, um, yeah, like Brian said, don't waste any time. Um, time is short and well, I'll tell you, the older you get, the more you realize that, um, yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. And it's not good to reflect on either because it's kind of freaky, but anyway, um, so now we have this guy, Yuval Noah. Um, I never remember his name, but he's uh, the Val. Excuse me, Yuval Noah Harari. Now it's interesting, Yuval. You, when you read scripture and it has a J in it, like um, Jerusalem or G, well, not Jesus because that's a Greek name, but um, Jerusalem is in the Hebrew is pronounced Yerushalayim. It starts with a Y. There is no J in the Hebrew alphabet. Jeremiah's, Yermiahu, you know, and stuff like that. So anyway, um, Yuval is um, is actually Jubal, and that was the descendant of Cain. Well, I don't think myself, I don't think that anybody should be naming themselves after a descendant of Cain, because that line died out because it was evil and wicked. Okay, so who is this guy in in the Old Testament? Um, his name was Tubal Cain. Or, you know, if you wanted to use the J, Juval Cain, which means Juval of Cain. And it says that he was an artificer of um, bronze and all things iron. Okay. Which shows that there was an iron age before the flood, which totally disproves, you know, that the evolutionists are trying to force down our throats and some gullibly receive. But um, so anyway, he's named after a, you know, some um, reprobate that lived before the flood. Uh, and then he's named Noah, which means, what does Noah mean? Um, peace, I think, Noah, or uh, rest. That's what Noah means. Um, because God gave the earth rest after the flood. Okay. And Harari, well, I looked this guy up <clears throat> before we get into other things about him. Um, Yuval Noah Harari, and this is from Wikipedia. I, I think that Wikipedia is pretty accurate when it comes to biographies you know 
Mm-hmm. And um, this guy is like a psychologist, humanist, um, atheist, <laughs> uh, which is a shame because he's Jewish from birth. And, you know, you'd think that he would have some kind of religious background. Um, anyway, let me read real quick here. Um, let's see. He's uh, an Israeli public intellectual. There's a problem right there, intellectual. Um, historian and a professor in the Department of History at Hebrew University in Jerusalem, or Yerushalayim. He's the author of Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. So he's an evolutionist. <clears throat> Another book he wrote was Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow. Homo Deus means God-man. Okay. And the thir- another book, 21 Lessons from the 21st Century. His writings examine free will, consciousness, intelligence, happiness, and suffering. Except he doesn't like to attribute it to God, okay? Any happiness um, or for free will. Uh, supposedly that's something that we evolutionarily t- t- took on, if that's a word. Uh, Harari writes in a cog- about the cognitive revolution occurring roughly 70,000 years ago when nothing existed, uh, when Homo sapiens supplanted the rival Neanderthals and other species of genus Homo, um, developed languages and structured societies and ascended, ascended, as apex predators, um, aided by the agricultural revolution and accelerated by the scientific revolution, which we have allowed humans to approach near mastery over in their environment. His books also examine the possible consequences of a futuristic biotechnology. This Brian, this guy is like into melding uh, humans with uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, he mm-hmm. is like the, the master <laughs> of it. Um, Let's see, in which uh, intelligent biological organisms surpassed by their own creations, he says, Homo sapiens, as we know it, know them will disappear in a century or so. Interesting. Um, okay, so anyway, there's, there's a little biography. He was um, born in 1976, February 24th, um, in Kiryat uh, Atta, Israel. And like I said, it's a shame he's, um, he's so secular, but... Uh, Unfortunately, that happens a lot um, in Jewish society. Uh, hence, you have all the actors and stuff that are more spokesmen for, for the new age than they are for anything else, which have gotten very quiet recently, by the way. Um, but that's mm-hmm. another story for another day. Okay, so we went into the Tubal Cain thing. Um, I, I, I was just fooling around, Brian, and I kind of looked at uh, common variations of bronze, okay? Uh, aluminum bronze, phosphor bronze, nickel brass, silicone bronze, and copper nickel. Um, my belief is that we they were as, as intelligent before the flood as we are right now. Uh, oh, yeah. And you can, and you can find things that really prove that <laughs> um, in scripture and other writings and stuff like that, and also in things that they find underground. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, so these are these are um, these metals aren't just your common ores that you dig out of the earth. These are mixtures. Aluminum, bronze, my goodness, that's that's a, a high-tech product, you know? Um, okay, so that's that. So it just goes to show you that um, he's named after somebody that was kind of famous. But what did they make use metal for in those times, Brian? They used them for weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they made, oh, yes, they made plowshares and pruning hooks. and But uh, for the most part, they made uh, they made weapons. And, uh, and so, you know, it's possible that when he was alive, that he was the one that perpetrated war and, um, and the, uh, tools of war. So, which is interesting because that's what this Yuval is probably going to do if he is the person I think he is. Um, 
he's he's gonna put the whole world in a hell in, to hell in a handbasket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we looked at him in Wikipedia. That's done. Uh, interesting. You're talking about the trees, Brian. There's a scripture in um, in uh, Revelation. A third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. A third of the living creatures of the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The name of the star is Wormwood. That's when Wormwood comes down. So, anyway, that's kind of just talking about what you were talking about um, with the uh, with the forest burning and everything. It's it's being allowed to happen, and uh, with all the ladder fuels you were talking about, it's no uh, no surprise to me that uh, it's going to happen and a lot easier than it would if we tended our forests as God tended mm-hmm. us or planned us to do. Um, okay. So if you go uh, to a place called um, oh, Grand Majeri 422me there's a long address, but uh, if you just typed in absolute truth from the word of God, mm-hmm. uh, well, no, that wouldn't be good. Just type in uh, Yuval Noah Harari. It's spelled Y-U-V-A-L. Noah's N-O-A-H, of course. And Harari is H-A-R-A-R-I. He's a senior advisor to Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Uh, numerous very short videos on this site that'll, where he's actually, you could see, you could watch him saying these things. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so this, this site's talking about him being possibly the man of sin, okay? The son of perdition that's talked about in uh, Revelation, the Antichrist. Um, let's see, we've... Uh, he said, "We've consider- here we go. We've considered Vladimir Zelensky as a possible candidate for Antichrist. Now I'm seriously looking at Harari as I read scripture about the coming Antichrist, and I watch Harari on the world stage. So um, this is basically uh, okay. Here we go. What it says: uh, Who is the man leading COVID-19 Great Reset agenda? Uh, and it says, What did you, Yuval Noah Harari say? Uh, let's just call him Yuval from now on, okay? Um, Yuval is the leading advisor for Klaus Schwab. Uh, Klaus Schwab is the author of COVID-19. The great, uh, it's a book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, and the founder of the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum are implementing the Great Reset, which is, we know, is a new world order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuval is praised by li- the likes of Klaus Schwab, Barack Obama, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates, the, Holy, the Unholy Trinity, um, who reviewed Harari's latest book on the cover of the New York Times book review. Harari speaks at the World Economic Forum at Davos, uh, New York Times, Stanford, TED Talks, and Time Talks. Um, at the time of this writing, his book occupied the top of two slots of the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list. Okay, let's see. Let's see that scripture. Okay. And it gives all these scriptures about how to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. See, Harari doesn't want us to be free. He said that the, the concept of freedom as given by the Bible is all tied up in it with guilt and shame and everything else. And that we were not meant to live that way. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Harari. Um, we live in a fallen world and that's what's going to happen. Um, so anyway, he's... Uh, the fact that he's given Klaus Schwab advice is just um, scary. And you'd have to watch some of these videos um, in order to, uh, let's see. 
Okay, uh, no, Yuval, Jubal in the Hebrew Bible means son of Lamech. Uh, uh, Lamech was the, the Bible's first polygamist. And Lamech took under him, this is scripture, Lamech took up to him two wives. The name of one was Ada and the other name was Zillah in Genesis 4.19. Uh, surveillance, he's into surveillance under the skin, trusting science over everything else. Okay. Um, he's uh, suggesting advocating for genetically modified babies, um, leading from generation to generation to a perfect human being. Um, let's see. He's into hacking humans, uh, a.k.a. the beast system, and ending free will and privacy. And there's a long video for that, too. So I'm not going to get into too much about him tonight. Um, but he's somebody to watch. He's into hacking humans, shifting authority from humans to algorithms. Okay. Your your future mother and father is going to be a computer. Um, Yuval Noah Harari, we need to work with the beast and not against it. That's interesting. Um, Yuval Noah Harari, we are upgrading humans into gods. This is where this guy's going. Okay. And what was the... What was the big lie in a, in, a, in a garden, Brian? It was, you shall be like God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was the big lie. He's just promoting the big lie all over again. Um, I'd like to find out what Harari means um, in uh, in its native language, if it's uh, Hebrew or not. Um, it'd be interesting to look that up to see if it says snake or, you know, or a creature in the tree or something. Uh, he says, we are on the verge of creating the first inorganic life forms. Okay, now he's, he's not talking about, he's talking about, Brian, someday, and audience, someday, um, not just using what's here and making it better, but also creating things from scratch. Okay, which is something the devil can't even do, but he's, you know, but, you know, the devil's the father of all liars. So, you know, why would his disciple here not be the same as his father, right? Um, Yuval Yuval says creating an antivirus for the mind and a basic premise of religion does not work Um, let's see Yuval says um, he advocates allowing artificial intelligence to vote instead of humans I guess that's what we did the last election didn't we Um, (laughs) uh, Yuval says uh, (laughs) sorry I couldn't resist hacking humans Hacking humans, inheriting souls, and mind antivirus. Um, surveillance is going under the skin, which I thought was amazing because with right hand or forehead, <laughs> revelation. Um, Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God is fake news, is what he said. That's speaking blasphemy against the Holy One. Um, humans are hackable animals, directly connecting brains to computers, he talks about. Um, let's see. And then there's other videos. Uh, actually these videos are kind of adjunct to this. Why research into how to manipulate the God gene? Uh, what is CRISPR? Um, let's see in the future, you will face discrimination based on a good assessment. Okay. He says, um, he argues against God's existence, human rights, national sovereignty, and money. And he causes all, rich and great, poor and uh, slave and free, to accept the mark. Right? Is that what Revelation says? Yeah. Get rid of them. Get rid of the money. Put it under his skin. 
why do elites often refer to Yuval Harari as a prophet? Ooh, okay. Economies in the world in the future where humans are not needed even as consumers. Okay, the COVID crisis was a moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Yeah, he got that right. Yeah, he's got it right. Mm-hmm. Probably because he authored it. Um, yeah, dictators always dreamt about it. Now it's now possible to eliminate eliminate privacy. Okay, uh, they trade and make billions of dollars, and you don't. And you don't use humans as consumers. Okay, I don't know what that's about. Um, he explains the artificial intelligence social credit score system, which is coming soon to determine who can buy or sell. Ooh. Um, Yuval Noah Harari, you cannot violate the rules of nature. Um, it says he's a lead advisor to Klaus Schwab and asking you to watch it. Um, we are in the process of becoming gods, and we need some time, some type of global loyalty. Does this sound freaky or what, Brian? <laughs> um, it does. That's exactly. I mean, this guy—he's a good candidate. Yeah, he says there is no such thing as free will, and humans have invented God. Okay, feelings are the ultimate source of authority. I mean, that's where the uh, the uh, fear enters in, right, Brian? Yeah. You know, you have authority and over people. They're afraid I mean, that's totally demonic to say that we don't have a free will. Yeah. That we're robots. We're, exactly. We need somebody to tell us how to live because we're so stupid. We don't know how to do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Subservience. Exactly. Okay. Now, here he's, it's this lead advisor for Klaus Schwab argues against the Bible and God's commandments. Uh, when that happened at Mount Sinai, the ground opened up, and I think and swallowed people. Right, it did. Um, yeah. Oh, from my lips to God's ears. Uh, explains we need an antivirus for the brain. Our brains are are infected with a virus, according to him. Um, interview with Mark Zuckerberg. It's still true that the voters know best. It's a question. Um, let's see. How can we get to global agreement on AI? And it says in parentheses, with Putin and Ukraine. Huh. Um, anyway, uh, what is it? Okay. So it goes into what does Yuval mean? It asks all these different questions. Is he openly gay? Um, is it true he doesn't eat meat? So anyway, it's it's a very interesting page. And um, so it's uh, Grand Majeri, M-A-G-E-R-I, 422.me. I guess that'll get you to the right place. And he's got a website too. You can, I guess he, he'll tell all, tell you all about himself on the website. It's just, I think it's um, uh, his full name.com. So, you know, you know, one of the things real quick they're doing in Europe, uh, it was on, I, it's real quick. Where is it? Sure. Um, here it is. Rome, Rome launches Europe's first social credit system. Really? Yeah, China's already got that. So that's where anything you, it's not just how you pay your bills and your rent or house payments. It's if you post something that the government doesn't agree with, your social credit score comes down. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I so heard about that. Yeah. China's been doing it for a while. Well, Europe's getting it. And then... Mm-hmm. um. Where's the other one here? 
And then they talk about the rise of microchipping and the internet of bodies, what you were just talking about. I don't have time to read it, um, but I, I have to get off here pretty quick, Dave. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, this guy, every everything, the system is set up for him and ra- waiting for him. Yeah. It's all ready to go. Yeah. yeah, it is. And he fits, as far as what he's been saying, he fits everything. Yeah. Um, that the scripture said. Now, you know, we were told years ago it was Maitreya. Yeah. You know, Maitreya, Maitreya will betray you. Yeah, you know, right. And, and, uh, right. And stuff like that. Now, maybe this is another name this guy goes by. You know, maybe he's going to call himself Maitreya. He'll probably call himself Christ. He'll probably call himself Messiah. He'll probably call himself the enlightened one for the Buddhists and the Hindus, you know, and everything else. And the whole world's going to see him as the, as the son of, well, He'll come purported as the son of God, but really the son of Satan. Yeah, and, right. Uh, exactly. So this, these are I interesting know. times to live in. They really are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very interesting. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I When I saw this article that you just read about this guy, I was like, wow, where'd this guy come from? Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, Jesus yeah. kind of, Yeshua came out of nowhere, too. He was just mm-hmm. obscure and. You know, indistinct and everything else, and that's exactly the way it is. Because this guy is a braggart. Yeshua was yeah. humble. Yeah. So right. and Satan's saying. a braggart. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, well, folks, we're gonna go ahead and wipe uh, wipe it up. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> I'm not if going you, there. If you want to keep going, Dave, that's fine with me. You just keep going if you want. No, because I, I have to get this all wrapped up and, and uploaded yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So, and I'm sorry, hoping, folks. You know, I got an early day tomorrow. That's okay. An hour and a half is good for a show. It really is. Yeah. Two hours might be a little long for some people. An hour and a half, you know, you can kind of fudge it. So, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, folks, thank you for joining us tonight. Or if you know you're watching this later on, thanks for joining us then. And, um. We just pray you have a wonderful week, and from, yes. no matter what time you look at this, have a wonderful week thereafter. And um, we'll be back next Monday with uh, something else to talk about that's kind of uh, pricked our ears or or seems interesting. So um, anyway, uh, the Lord bless you, everybody. You too, Brian. Have a wonderful rest of the week, and and we'll be talking, I'm sure. You know, and um, so folks, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Okay.